Hey guys, if you like listening to us, um, you can follow us on Twitter or email us. Follow us on Twitter at writer, W-R-T-R, bagel, B-A-G-E-L, basket, B-S-K-T, on Twitter, or email us, writersbagelbasket at gmail.com. We want to hear from you. We want to know what you want to do. Submit fan art. Submit a logo. Do anything, because we want to hear from you. And if you have show suggestions, email them. Tell me apart, Lisa! Because if you were going to be some lame suburban dad, why couldn't you have been that for me? Correction, Homer. You're the second. That's right, Mr. Peabody! Quiet, you. Pizza, pizza, pizza! I'm so excited! I'm so excited! Ever banged an entire bachelorette party, baby? Hello and welcome to Writer's Bagel Basket. I am Scott Kurland, and uh, we've been doing this podcast for a year now. So I felt only right to uh, basically celebrate a year of doing this podcast with another Small Wonder. We did Small Wonder to start it, and that's why I didn't do a funny opening like I normally do. So, um, because we didn't do it for the first one, so why do it here? And my co-host this week is... It's me again, Cole. Uh, so, Cole, you've never seen Small Wonder and you had no idea what it was, right? Nope. And I definitely know why now I don't know what it is. It was... So... We talked about that the first time around. Small Wonder was a TV show in the 1980s. It ran from 1984 until 1989. Oh, I'm sorry, 1985 to 1989. And it is the story of a inventor um, who uh, is played by Dick Christie. The character's name is Ted Lawson. And he creates Vicky, a voice input child identi- identicant. <laughs> pronounced Vicky. It's spelled V-I-C-I and it's spelled V-I-C-C-K-Y. And um, when we talked about last time, we did Chewed Out. And we are doing Season 3, Episode 1, which is called Woodward and Bernstein. And we made fun of it last time. I believe I said it's the episode where Jamie and Reggie pretend to be reporters and find out that jamie is white was the joke i made not too far off from what the actual episode is just kidding i'm totally far off because this is the darkest thing we have covered on this podcast and they treat it like it's the lightest thing possible in this episode Well, last time uh the episode that we did was chewed out and that episode had to do with chewing tobacco um uh, Jamie and Reggie wanted to impress this kid uh, who was in high school with them. Um, so they start smoking, and he's like, oh, we don't do that. We, you know, chew chewing tobacco. We do cha, and then he packs a lip. Ew. <laughs> yeah, and he teaches them how to do it. And um, that episode ends with that kid getting cancer. Now, we'll get to what happens in this one, but it's, let me put it this way, it's darker... <laughs> It's darker or just as dark as a kid getting cancer. Like, they hate children on this series. Yeah, I 
pretty sure they made that adamantly clear with this episode, especially. Well, this episode, this series aired around when Punky Brewster did. So, like, this would come on, and then Punky would come on, and then um, Out of This World, which was a show about a girl whose mom was human and her dad was an alien, and and she had some magical powers for some reason. <laughs> Space wizardry? Something like that. So, okay. yeah, so... This episode, what's going on, Cole? So, apparently there's a, co- a journalism contest within the school. Mm-hmm. And Jamie and his friend Reggie. Reggie, yep. Of course it's Reggie. Um, Jesus. <laughs> continue. It's the 90s. He's the t- No, it was 1987. Okay, I was off. Or 1988, um, yeah. But... There's a journalism contest, and Jamie's like... His dad suggests they pair up. Suggests they pair up, and he's, like, really gun-ho about, like, having the best journalistic essay ever, him and Reggie. Or, well, in the beginning, just him. And, as you said, the dad suggests they uh, team up, like, Woodward and Bernstein. Yep. And at the same time... So the mom... The first... I was episode we covered the mom was just a housewife and i guess now they said she's a substitute teacher but she's clearly a teacher of these kids like she's their she's their teacher i don't know how it's not a conflict of interest well my mom was my guidance counselor like or no she wasn't she wasn't allowed to be my yeah it's a conflict of interest um but it happens on boy meets world or girl meets world her Girl Meets World, her dad, Corey, is now their teacher, is now their Mr. Feeney, so. Mm. Yeah, it's weird. Any hoozle. So, um, Jamie and um, uh, Vicky are in the kitchen, and the mom, I guess, is getting ready for her, her first day of teaching these kids now. And <clears throat> the dad, who also has a job, said, well, I'm going to help her out and I'm going to make breakfast. And the whole running gag is that while she is, you know, cooking, while she's teaching, he's going to be, you Mr. know. Mr. Mom. Mr. Mom. But he still has his job. He still goes to work. And I wanted to point out, you know, she gets out at three and he probably gets out at five. So she has time. She's just a lazy bitch. She doesn't want to. <laughs> Clearly. It's also, she's pretty cruel to the kids. In this episode. Oh, yeah. Yeah, she is a terrible teacher. Like, I, I want to idolize my mom right now because she she worked as a teacher and she made us breakfast in the morning and then she, she you know, made us dinner. Like, she had time to do everything. <laughs> this is just sloppy writing and they just wanted a running gag that the dad is, oh, he's doing lady work. And mom's putting the bread on the table. Yeah, but he also is. And... She doesn't have to work because he works for a technology company. He built a robot. <laughs> he works... A synthetic life form. Like, he, he knows the singularity. I, keep, I can't reiterate that anymore. Like, we said that last time. He built a flipping robot. He may have also spelled doom for all of mankind. Oh, yeah. When Vicky uprises, we are all dead. He's going to like, oh, I got to go install the new software update because she, she doesn't age. No. Or change clothes. I don't know how anyone's not been like, so what's going on? And she talks like this. Like, how do they not know? Um, So 
they're in class and the mom makes the announcement, okay, remember, get your essays in for the journalism competition, which I didn't even know that that was a thing. Like, uh, yeah, I, I, I didn't know it was a thing. I didn't, I didn't know this was an ongoing thing in the academic world that you had to enter contests. <laughs> we never had that. We had like research, on like famous person or someone who's advanced, uh, a technology or science so i had bill gates when well, i was a kid but this wasn't like a class assignment no, this, this was like, like a school-wide competition which like the only time we ever did that in school is if we were applying to scholarships wow like when we talked about it on boy meets world they had that le- letter writing contest to go to disney world yeah see that that more or less fits because it's a select few within and I'm guessing that was run by like the Marine Life Association. Yeah, this is just like okay, we're gonna like award you something. Right, like it makes no goddamn sense. But having kids run around, like especially Jamie's age, tr- yeah, thirteen-year-olds trying to get like a really big news scoop to win the journalism prize is uh, next to impossible. What are they gonna do? Like, oh man. <laughs> The mayor is embezzling money for his mistress and he's cheating on his wife. Oh my god, what are all these dead hookers doing here? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, At the most, we're like, yeah, Mr. Fletcher's garden, he wasn't actually uh, growing carrots, it was pot. Yeah, like, or they're not going to find out that the principal is, like, embezzling money. It's, it's, it's a dumb contest to have. Speaking of their principal, uh, his relationship with the mom... He he touches her on the small of her back, and he's like, "How's your first day going?" There's clearly something going on. Like, I also noticed that in the budget, both the mom and the dad aren't wearing wedding rings. Like, they're not wearing wedding bands. Like, you could pay like twenty bucks in the budget for this TV show. Yeah. I still want to point out that this show opens up with Dick Christie walking to the side of the road, sitting down, eating a sandwich, and cracking open a soda. He lives a sad life. I feel like he knows his wife is cheating on him. There's nothing he can do. Absolutely nothing. So then the principal comes in, mentions the contest again. Both her and the principal are so gung-ho about this contest. And then he's like, there's a new student, a new girl. Um... Chrissy. What is it with a girl's name Chrissy? <laughs> I don't know. It must it's like a sitcom thing apparently. I guess. I Three's Company maybe? It's like we need a we need a token Christy or a Chris S name. Yeah. And um she's like, "Okay, who's going to help Chrissy get caught up on all of the work?" And all the boys raise their hand because, you know, she's a cute blonde girl and like the the mom takes out the hose and hoses them down <laughs> and then goes, okay, how about Vicky? And she goes, hi. <laughs> right away, the girl should have been like, uh, what's up with your voice? I would have been creeped out by her outfit alone. She's wearing... <sighs> it's like, she's wearing... We talked about this last time, but she's wearing, like, a doll's clothing, like like a Victorian, like like, American girl doll, like poofy dress with an apron that would be enough for me as a child to avoid her which is weird because um the rival corporation built a rival robot who looks like vicky but sounds normal 
And she wears normal clothes and is played by the same actress. Did Vicky kill her? Oh, God, I wish. She just, like, rips out the circuit board from her chest. There can only be one Highlander, bitch. (laughs) So, um, Chrissy goes over, um, to their house, and they, they, uh, go over the homework, and the mom comes in, and she's like, oh, good to see one of my students. Okay, they should be at, like, a library or something. You're in your teacher's house. That has to cross some line. Well, as we're going to get into later, she does not have the best parents. So, yeah, she's like, do you want to stay for dinner? Again, crossing a line. And she goes, let me just call my dad. Um, and then the dad, then she calls the dad, and the dad's like, no, you need to get home right now. Right. Yeah. Um... Red flag right there. Yeah. Huge red flags. I want to say that this episode, once again, was only 20 minutes long, and it felt like forever. Yeah, it It, did. It felt like we were watching it for days. Like, once again, oh, one thing that we hinted at last time we talked about it is, like, Reggie being the token kid. And then in this one... Reggie points out several times that he's a quote-unquote brother. Right as like she's intro- uh, Chris- Christy's introducing herself, he's like, I'm Jamie's brother. Well, not that brother, but I am a brother. Yeah, because uh, Jamie says, yeah, I'm Vicky's brother. And he goes, yeah, and I'm Jamie's brother, but, you know, not his actual brother. And I'm like, whoa, what the damn hell? I, like the writing is so cringy. It's racist and it's misogynist and it's like really bad. Um, because also again when later when the dad is telling the kids about Woodward and Bernstein, which never tell your your kids about like Watergate until they're at least like fifteen or sixteen. <laughs> like our government is flawed. <laughs> You see, there was a war going on called Vietnam, and it was a whole sham, and everyone knew about it. For years, the presidents knew and knew and knew. Dad, what does this have to do with anything? I'm getting there. So, you see, these two reporters, you know, found out that Nixon was embezzling all this money. <laughs> was he? I don't know. I I saw the movie. Glossed over all the presidents. It's not like I built a robot or anything. Like, he's telling... They're going into great detail, and... He's like, yeah, and they used the code names Deep Throat, which they stole Deep Throat because a very prominent porno at the time that was in theaters was, yeah, so kids... Yeah, when they said it on the show, I'm like, really? They're going to straight out outright tell these kids? (laughs) Because any normal kid would be like, what's Deep Throat? And any normal parent would be, uh, change the topic. And... So, inspired by this, Jamie and Reggie decide to become Woodward and Bernstein. Uh, Jamie straight up takes Woodward and leaves Reggie no choice but to be like Bernstein. And then they make not only a a joke about Jews, which as a Jew, I was offended, but also, you know, another color joke. (laughs) Because he's like, I don't think that I can pull off Bernstein. It's like, whoa, dick. (laughs) It's insane. This episode is damn insane it's very dated incredibly 
Like, even for 1988, this was very dated. Did they just get, like, a writer who was in, like, a trailer park, and he's like, you know, like this show. No, I'm pretty sure this was, like, blacklisted writers from the 50s who, like, then once, you know, communism was over, once McCarthyism was over, you know, started writing kids' TV shows. Ooh. And then... Obviously, they didn't really change with the times. No, no, they didn't. Because then um, they cut back to Chrissy um, and uh, uh, Vicky. And Chrissy called her dad. And she's like, yeah, my dad said no. I need to get back right away. Um, And she goes, honestly, I don't think I could eat. Because, you know, the horse meat that they fed us at at lunch. Man, what was in those burgers? Giddy up, right? And then Vicky makes a horse noise, like a realistic horse noise. And Chrissy's like, what? And proceeds to laugh about it when she's just like... She should be like, you're a robot, aren't you? Yeah, especially when she opens her mouth wide open and then proceeds to do it. Like, like robot noises come out of her mouth. <laughs> Everyone in this show... so. It's supposed to be a big secret that Vicky's a robot, but the only person who knows besides the family is Reggie. Is Reggie. And um shouldn't shouldn't these people know how to keep a secret? Like they they don't keep a secret. I'm surprised like just through sheer accident in school, especially around children that like like some food has like spilled on her circuits and she starts short circuiting and like flailing and hitting kids left and right. She commits murder. Uh, can you come in, Vicky? <laughs> Crush the vertebrae of one of her fellow students <laughs> playing tag. Vicky went out for the wrestling team and she crushed this girl's sternum. <laughs> <laughs> So the girl who plays Chrissy is um, Tiffany Reinbolt, and she was also the voice of Sally in You're a Good Man, Charlie Brown, the animated um, Peanuts movie that they did of it. Okay, so, I mean, at least she's got voice talent, because in this, it's... I, I mean, She was also in a Winona Ryder movie called Welcome Home, Roxy Carmichael. Oh, does she still have her career today? No. <laughs> Hell No. They're like you were you were uh the girl on uh that one episode of Small Wonder, weren't you? So, um what's her name? Chrissy goes home. Vicky tells them that Chrissy couldn't be there and Jamie and Reggie are like, We need a scoop, we need a story. Um maybe we need to do something with the cafeteria and Vicky goes, They serve horse meat and with they're like, well, she's a credible source because she's a robot and therefore cannot lie. <laughs> this isn't Asimov's law of robotics. <laughs> yeah, you would have figured that they would have, like, say, well, where'd you? How'd you find that out? But no, they're just like immediately run with it because, of course, she can't lie. So they take it as gospel. They're like, oh, so then they write this bogus article, and the principal comes in and right in front of them just tears it up. It's like, you, who told you this? Where, where are you getting your information? I pay good money for all those dead horses. <laughs> yeah, they, and the mom and the principal give them the harshest punishment possible, punishment possible, where it's like you're serving detention, uh, 
and the mom says, I also want you to write an essay on the real Woodward and Bernstein called All, All the President's Men, Men, which is 900 pages. Good luck with that. And well, it's like, you know what they could do? There's a movie, movie of it. Rent the movie. Yeah, but you know she'd like catch them and she'd like rip the, the VHS out of the VHS player and then crush it in front of them. Oh man, Blockbuster's gonna kill us. <laughs> Sucks to be you, kids. Yeah, um, so then the principal's like, also, I want you to find a real story, but I doubt I'm going to believe you. In any other circumstance, he would just be like, all right, you, you, you have an F for this assignment, or he'd allow them to well, redo once it. Once again, it's not a school project. It's, it's a contest. They just, he would just ban them from. Yeah, which makes no sense. Yeah, he would, he'd, they'd be like, oh, you're exempt from this entire. Right. You're, you're banned. You can't submit anything ever again because you guys are idiots so then they're like oh we we need another story and um they got nothing and oh one thing we skipped over is uh they're like well who told you this and christy's like oh well i was joking and i guess they took it as the truth so she kind of like gets them in trouble and then the next scene is that once again the dad is now cooking again and this time he's wearing an apron and like like a like a frilly you know almost vicky-esque apron yep and they make a point to say that it clashes with the shirt he's like is it too busy yep <laughs> yes yes it is by the way i'm leaving you <laughs> The prin- the principal will be picking me up in 20 minutes. What? <laughs> and so um, the dad, so Ted and Joan are now talking to um, R- Rich- Reggie and Jamie about, you know, you need to find a real story. You need to actually do the research. And, you know, people aren't going to trust you now, so you need to actually up your game. And in the kitchen while all of this go- is going on, uh, they find a milk carton. Well, Vicky finds the milk carton. Well, she's making a sandwich for. Oh, because he's like, yeah, double time, make me my own sandwich. Well, that's at the beginning. You really did not remember this, did you? It went on for so long. Okay, so what happens? Is... Oh yeah, Christy comes in, and she's like, "Hey, where's Jamie and them?" I just want to apologize for getting them in trouble. And she's like, "Oh, I'm busy making them like a snack. Snack, which is like a the peanut butter and sardines sandwich." And Christy's like, ew, that's gross. And <laughs> then um, as she's setting this stuff out, she notices that, like, hey, your face is on this milk carton. And that's the twist. <laughs> she's a milk carton kid. Um, and she goes, what? Huh? No, how can I be missing? I'm right here. Ha, ha, ha. Screw you guys. That is a horrible, mean joke. It's not even, like, a really... <sighs> How can I be missing? I'm right here. Yeah, it's it really is kind of pointless. And to me, it didn't really flow with what the main story was. But No, no, it didn't. Like, the this is once again, like, doing... They just destroy the turn. They, they miss the curb and everyone's dead. <laughs> Which Christy might be yeah. at the end of this episode. Yeah, so, um... 
uh, Jamie and Reggie enter, and they're, they're like, what's going on here? And Chrissy just left, just stormed out, and Vicky goes, Chrissy just left because I pointed out that her father probably kidnapped her and that there is a bigger scheme going on. No, I'm just kidding. But she points out that Chrissy just stormed out because she pointed out that, you know, face on the milk carton, and they're like, no, what? We're going to exploit her. Yeah, it's like perfect story opportunity, not not an opportunity like, hey, you should call the cops immediately. Yeah, first off, call the cops, call that number. Um, how about the fact that this girl was kidnapped by her father? So then um, they write their story, then they show the parents, and they're like, no, what? This 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 is another lie. You lied to us again. And he goes, no, no, I didn't. I'm telling the truth. Look at the milk carton, and then there's a little boy this time because he threw out the milk carton, the dad threw out the milk carton because he was trying to get rid of the evidence that... So the dumb B story of this is that he can't cook, so he uses, like, I guess it's a KFC delivery service, like a chicken delivery service. Yeah, it's, it's just a plug for... Or... For, like, some fake fried chicken place. And he... um Oh, by the way, the, the chicken man extorts money out of him. Yeah, so he's like, oh, yeah, uh, married men who have to cook call me all the time, and I bring... He's <laughs> I, running a side business. Yeah, he's running his side business of extorting an extra $5 out of these men to keep quiet. So um, I pointed out to you, the fried chicken, he just orders fried chicken, like no size, no vegetables, no nothing. Yeah, something... Your wife's going to know what's up. And also, if you're a father, you want to give your, your children a balanced, nutritious meal. Yeah. <sighs> Huge sigh right now. Also, so he he thro- has the guy throw out the, um, the bucket and the milk carton. So then they can't... Um, they can't prove that the girl is on the milk carton until Vicky goes, I saw the milk carton. She was on it. I told her she freaked out and ran away. And they're like, oh, we believe you, Vicky. Let me point out, Vicky is the reason why he got in this dilemma in the first place, because she said they serve horse meat in the cafeteria. You'd figure for an advanced uh, robot, she would have, you know, a lot of knowledge about, like he'd build in... Um, Facial recognition or something. Or like, you know, sarcasm recognition or like... Or it's like, okay, I need to track down joke. the credible sources. And um, so Vicky, you know, proves it and they go, okay, I'm going to call this number. You you two write your story. And um, uh, we're going to try and get to the bottom of this. Still doesn't call the police. They don't call the police at all because they're terrible people. They're idiots. And, um, so the next day they, they bring in the story and the principal comes in and he's like, I need to talk to these two. And the mom goes, no, what? I'm going to come with you. And she goes, no, they're telling the truth because the principal's like about to rip up the paper again. Like, this is a lie. And he's like, she's like, no, it's the truth. Um, Chrissy came to our house. My daughter saw it. you know, the mom comes to bat. She does the right thing. And then the dad shows up. And he's like, oh, man, I spent all day f- trying to find a milk carton with Chrissy's face on it. Here it Are is. Are you supposed to be at work? <laughs> Honey, I lost my job. 
<laughs> That's why I've been on the roadside eating a sandwich with a Coke. <laughs> but uh, not even in Coke. They couldn't even get the rights to Coke. It's Mr. Pibb. <laughs> so, yeah, I, just, I would love to see the scene of him um, just in, like, the market, like, going through. Oh, no. There's, like, a no. clerk coming over. He's like, sir, what are you looking for? I'm looking for a little girl. Someone, someone call the cops. Uh, <laughs> security. <laughs> On the milk carton. Security. <laughs> like, just going to come over and tase him. <laughs> well, if they couldn't find, like, the face before in the milk carton, they got lucky that one time. He must have been there for hours going through, like, or how many stores did he go to? They never, yeah, they never go over it. He probably went to like a bunch. This simpler, okay, so the mom, as a substitute teacher at least, has access to the names of these children. So she could easily give her husband the name of the child and then he could report it to the police and say that she's living nearby. And Yeah, like also, this is why she's the substitute teacher, not the real teacher, because she, I know for a fact that when teachers know something's wrong at someone's home first thing they're supposed to do is not only call the police but they also have to call the principal and tell them yeah like granted this is 1988 but like no one follows protocol at all in this episode so yeah also how weird was that little uh the brown paper bag that they gave him at the store perfectly fit this carton of milk He's like, do you want a bag for that? And he's like, yes, but specifically only for this milk. <laughs> so he probably had to go in the back of the building and then find the correct milk carton bag. <laughs> yeah, and um, so then the principal's like, well, if adults tell me that this kid is kidnapped, I should probably send the police. Why didn't you do that like three hours ago? <laughs> Because he was busy ripping up, trying to rip up their uh, paper. Yeah, because apparently you... that sexually arouses him or something. <laughs> you never see like a full resolution of of what happens except off camera. So like the the next scene, um, is that Jamie and um, Reggie are in the kitchen, and the dad made a cake that says Woodward and Bernstein on it. Our congratulations, because I guess they won the essay contest. Because I guess if you point out that, you know, a kid is being, you know, kidnapped by her, her, you know, biological father. So what happened is that the mother, I guess, they're going through a divorce and a custody hearing. And the mother um, had custody of the kid and the dad just took her away and was like, no, my daughter. Yeah. So then Jamie is like, oh, I still feel bad that we, you know, got her in trouble and we don't know what's going to happen. And then the phone rings. The phone call I was expecting is like, yeah, we uh, we were in a high speed chase on I-95. Unfortunately, he threw Christy out the moving vehicle and she's dead as dicks. <laughs> Congratulations, Woodward and Bernstein. You really saved the day. Dead as dicks? <laughs> what? 
I thought it was worse than that. I thought like, yeah, we we cornered them in a motel and, and we had a shootout with the dad who was standing in front of the thing and Chrissy just watched yeah, her she's dad get be, blown away. She's gonna be messed up forever now. <laughs> just give us the girl. No, she's not going back to that bitch of an ex-wife of mine, sir. Please, no. I'm taking her out and I'm taking. Just like a, a spotlight on the window and just a machine gun fire from a, a nearby rooftop. And you just see this poor girl's She's face. covered in blood. <laughs> All right, Chrissy, we're going to get you back to your mom. Does that sound good to you? Do you want some hot chocolate? <laughs> we got some blankets and nice cups of hot chocolate for you. You'll get a baker's dozen, too. <laughs> <laughs> that poor girl because <laughs> they do they never say what happens all they say is that like they f- they found Chrissy and um she's going to live with her mom now which is code for the police came and they blew her dad away <laughs> or he's in prison how would you and Reggie go play in the other room he goes over the husband's like <laughs> yeah, that dad's dead. Your dad's dead. <laughs> yeah, we're responsible for a man getting 16 gunshots. He when was he... blown away. <laughs> he pulled a shotgun on the police and they just took him out. <laughs> Created by... <laughs> it just turns into a Law & Order episode. Bum-bum. Actually, think of it. This could be like the premise of a Law & Order episode. If their writers just looked at this this show, they could probably dig a goldmine out. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, they put it as a B story. Turns out that uh, this other guy created a robot. <laughs> In this show, that would, they were probably like, wait, you created a robot? And the police are just taking down information. Uh, you know what? Forget that. Uh, we want to investigate this robot. <laughs> yeah, um... But the way they said it was um, that that Chrissy is now with her mom. They never said what happened to her dad. Because normally on a show like this, they would be like, yeah, Chrissy's with her, her mom now. The dad is going to go to jail and he has to, you know, he doesn't get custody anymore. But they just skip over the dad completely, which makes you think this dad is dead. Something went wrong. <laughs> Uh, was it like a Snake Eyes situation where he's like Gary Sinise, like they have him cornered and he just turns the gun on himself? I thought it was worse than they have them when there's the police showdown and they have the mom and it's like, Gerald, you know you can't do this. And he's like, screw you, you bitch. And he just opens <laughs> fire on her and she goes up parentless. Oh my God, <laughs> Jesus. The other dark theory about this show is that I want to know is what made him think up He's like, yeah, I could build a robot, but I could also build a child robot. <laughs> and yeah, that's all. That might be going in dark implication, but what? Like, Dad, why'd you build Vicky when it's like I want a flashback where or flash forward? And he's like, well, we didn't want to tell you this, but you actually did have a sister named Vicky, who drowned. <laughs> Oh, I was thinking more of a, like, I work for this government facility, and they were building assassins. They created them as children, because no one ever expected a child to kill a dictator. We were going to go send and kill those riskies. <laughs> Let's go get those cherries. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, 
I, I'm 100% positive that Vicky was created to be an assassin. <laughs> hey, Dad. Uh, Vicky's hand fell off, and there seems to be a, a flamethrower underneath. <laughs> She's a small wonder. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This show goes dark so fast. like, and, and they act like it's no thing. They act like it's no big deal. Yeah, kidnap kid. We got a robot. A kidnap kid. Uh, a kid um, who is basically dying of mouth cancer from chewing too much tobacco. And then there was another episode that I, I saw where Jesse the Body Ventura guest starred. Because I guess uh, <clears throat> the parents went to school with this kid named Wally the Wimp. And he ended up becoming a professional wrestler. So what's the dark detail there? He just starts slapping the mom around. That's what you get for not taking me to prom, brother! Oh, I don't know why he's Hulk Hogan. No. <laughs> oh my god, it's a dark origin story. <laughs> oh yeah! No, that's Randy Macho Man Savage. Did Jesse the Body Venture have a catchphrase? Don't ask me. <laughs> <coughs> I don't know. Um, so yeah, and then the episode ends. Once again, they do like something serious. Oh, they found her, you know... Mom and daughter reunited, dad in the morgue. <laughs> and then um, they're like, you're going to get a big piece of cake. And Vicky's like, oh, yes, you will. Slams his head in. Slams it. his head in. And his face gets covered in chocolate. And then they slam Reggie's face in. And his face gets covered in, like, whipped cream. So I'm guessing this cake was made out of, like, just chocolate frosting and whipped cream. Okay, so, like, how strong is Vicky? Because... <laughs> like, oh my god, Jamie's face went through the table. Was there strawberry syrup in that cake? <laughs> Honey, we need to get to the hospital. Why? I think Jamie might be dead. Not again. There's one episode where she's like holding a beaker and she just breaks it in her hands. Uh, hmm. I'm gonna go enact some justice. <laughs> Vicky, how is school? I killed a child in the woods. Uh, what? Nothing. I wanted to see if she looked like me on the inside. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> what is she, Frankenstein? <laughs> I don't know, man. Many. He made this, this... I don't know what protocols he's got on this robot. <laughs> he should not be like... The, there are times where they're like, yeah, we're in such di dire financial straits. He clearly works for a company like in an... He's an inventor, and he clearly works for a company where he builds, like, electronics all the time. They're fine financially. I don't know why he doesn't <laughs> just share his discovery with the world. She's a robot. Not like she has feelings. All right, let's cut her open. <laughs> Vivisect this. <laughs> what, if, what if she's, like, the robot on The Good Place? The closer you get to, like, dissecting them, the fight or flight kicks in, and they're like, No, no, please don't. don't. I'm I so scared. I want to live. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it goes all bicentennial, man. Oh God, <laughs> that's it. They they take Vicky in, and she's next to uh, she's on a table next to Robin Williams' character. Oh, hello, so good to see you, Vicky. Little bit. <laughs> ha ha. Yes. Are you here for the software update? This isn't a software update. <laughs> and you just see like this giant melting pot. <laughs> <laughs> With all these robot parts, Johnny Five's in there. <laughs> robot screeches. 
Oh, God, I really wish they wouldn't scream when we do that. <laughs> they don't feel it right. Oh, they feel it. <laughs> they feel it all the time. <laughs> yeah, this episode was just... First off, they called the kids liars several times because they didn't do their research or do their homework. He proceeds to rip up all of their work. <coughs> yeah, and on top of that, uh, poor um, um, poor Chrissy, like, they throw away the fact that her dad kidnapped her and that they're on the run, like... There should have been clues like, oh, yeah, I live with my dad. Where'd you guys live? Oh, we live in the whole, in the hotel down by the freeway. <laughs> yeah, he says not to tell anyone about uh, Arizona or the fact that my mom was looking for us. Wait, what? We also get dinner from the vending machine. <laughs> I've eaten from the diner next door seven nights in a row. Chicken fingers start to lose their flavor after a while. <laughs> I'd kill for a salad. A mixed green or something. Yeah, there are so many context clues that this girl's life is, like, not good. I miss my mom. <laughs> I lo- She doesn't know that she's kidnapped. Even if, like, he elaborately, he's like, oh, no, your mom's coming to pick you up. I'm spending, like, the weekend with you or something. Well, not just that. Like, it's not like her mom's dead. She's like, yeah, I live with my dad. Um, and I don't get to call my mom, though. <laughs> he said I'm not allowed to speak about her. It's just, it's bad writing. Like they should have hinted, like that, that uh, that the mom is, you know. I don't want to pull the Kickass card, but in the actual comics of Kickass, uh, he takes Big Daddy takes Mindy when she's young, and tells her that her mom died. It's not like that situation. It's clear that like the the parents are divorced, like, recently. Because in the original comics, in the movie, Kick-Ass, Nicolas Cage's wife dies. In the comics, she, they divorce, and when Mindy is, like, four or three years old, he kidnaps her and raises her, you know, like, Batman and Robin style. That's horrible. Yeah. And that's what this felt like. I I don't know why I keep punishing myself, but I hate I hate this show so much as we watch it, like the more and more I remember it. But I feel like it just makes good podcasting to talk about the insanity that is this show. Oh yeah, it's it, it definitely provides fuel for the fire. It really does. And the acting, you pointed out okay, so the first time we talked about this, the kid who plays Jamie is horrible. Well, um, I think his name is Jerry Sapirian. I know, like, most child actors obviously aren't going to be as experienced. Oh, no. Something crazy happened to him. Oh, no. Am I going to feel bad? (laughs) A little bit. Hold on. I got to find it. So, um... Where is it? Where is it? Yeah, it is Jerry Sapirian. And he, uh, went... In 2012, it was reported that Superion put his acting career on hiatus um, because he was living in a homeless shelter after what he claimed that a uh, stripper stole his money. 
when he was stole his trust fund because he was dating a stripper, I guess, and she stole his trust fund from him. And he basically, after working in a variety of steakhouses, <laughs> he ended up homeless and without money. Ooh. Yeah. That's a thing. I bet he wishes they'd have a reboot. <laughs> Come on. Come on, guys. We'll bring Vicky back and everything. No. You said, like, only one actor on this entire show has a career. Dick Christie, the dad. He was in uh, Hell or High Water last year. He was the bank manager at the end who they were like, um... He's like, oh, yeah, uh, well, we'll just, uh... You gave us the money. We'll get this out, uh... You know... Sooner or later, and Chris Pine is like, no, you're going to do this now, and I want to set up a trust. And I want to watch you do it. <laughs> yeah, that guy. That guy at the end of the movie. Oh, good for him. No one else has an acting career. Do they at least have happy lives other than... I don't know. I don't keep a track of them. <laughs> my, my, my tracking devices that I had implanted in all of them, you know, the chips, you know, they're gone. They died. Um, so, yeah. This is not a good show. Oh, no, it is not. It makes you sad. It makes you really sad. Like, the, the, the humor's not funny. The way they treat kids on this show is like they're criminals. That's horrible. And, um, uh, what's his name? Uh, Jerry Sapirian is just such a bad actor. He's like, waka waka. Like, he, he's hamming it up for the camera. And he's like, I'm not going to have a career in 10 years. <laughs> Got to sell it now. This is the money maker. I'm not going to grow up to look like Chris Pratt. <laughs> Hopefully not a homeless shelter, though. Oh, Jesus. Cool. <laughs> wow. <laughs> um... Yeah. How many bagels? I'm taking out. I'm taking out 10 bagels. You're taking out 10? I, it, awful writing. It took forever. The fact that they sidelined this entire... But well, it didn't take forever. It was only 20 minutes. It felt it, like forever. Yeah. Um, And they have that side plot which is supposedly supposed to be like the main driving emotional force of this well the b story is that the dad can't cook and then you and then the whole story is that they're trying to find a news article and then they add a, a, a c story that this girl is kidnapped yeah it's it's a flawed storyline it doesn't work the writing in the show is just awful i hated <laughs> jamie uh, i don't know why reggie's his friend <laughs> I'm taking out 13 bagels. There are no bagels left. Like, the writing is terrible. He, he's... The kid is the biggest jerk. Like, Jamie is a jerk to begin with. He has no remorse that this girl is kidnapped. Like, like if you open up your milk carton... Like, this is how old the show is. Like, there's still kids on milk cartons. Um, And... He, if you open up your refrigerator and see a girl in your class's face on a milk carton, instead of being like, "No, what? I'm gonna write a story to exploit her," you know, her her struggle. 
what you should do is you should be like, Mom, Dad, take a look. Call the police. I mean, I left three bagels because I found some parts laughably bad. I mean, yeah. But this show is so bad that it's okay. Not even so bad it's good, but... It's not like the room so bad that every minute is a comedic gem. Right. And this is just like, these people should be burning in hell. It's... I would never sit through like, hey, you want to watch a season of Small Wonders? And be like, no. And the, and the fact that like without remorse, the dad just kidnapped this little girl. Yeah. It's awful. So bad. Handled so badly too. Everything is handled so badly in this. So yeah. Um, is there anything else you, you want to say about this? <sighs> I await the NBC reboot. <laughs> I think they they tried rebooting. What? In like 2015. Let me look this up. Okay. So, yeah, we've watched two episodes of this on this podcast. And I have to say that, I can't believe I'm saying this. The one about chewing tobacco is better than... Than this one. Because don't they handle the fact of cancer very seriously? Oh, no. No. No? No. He doesn't have, like, a serious conversation with his son? No, he doesn't. What happens, they handle it the same exact way that they handled the the phone call. In that one, they handle it with, um, so the dad finds, uh, uh, Vicky is smoking because she teaches the boys how to smoke, and then... He goes into Jamie's room. He's like, you're smoking? And he's like, no, no, no. I'm doing chew. And then he's like, no, what? You are going to do chewing tobacco. And he make, he forces the kid, the kid to uh, eat chewing tobacco till he's sick so he never eats it again. And then the next day, and they're like, oh, are you still feeling sick? He's like, no, I'm not sick. I'm upset. Why? Because we're bad parents and we forced you to ingest all of this chewing tobacco? No. The kid that made me do it he uh went to the doctor and they found a bump on his lip and it's cancer how many seasons did this show get four who was the audience that was like please uh it was syndicated it was after school pro- it was like it was like a disney channel before disney channel show i would not watch this if i was growing up we weren't the intended demographic this was for like little girls it it was bad. Hey, I'm not justifying it. I didn't create this shitty TV show. They did. <laughs> Don't look at me. I'm standing right here. <laughs> um. So yeah, it's not a good show. Do you think people should even see it out of curiosity? No. No. No, you don't. It's it's bad. It's really bad. And this one is just the nail in the coffin. But uh, I'm still probably going to do one once a year. <laughs> so, uh, once again, Cole, thank you for being on the podcast. No problem. All right. Until next time, I'm Scott Curlin. Bye. Yeah.